Hi, welcome to Utterly Geek Dissects. Uh, this month, it is just Steven Petrella and Darren Bell here. And we're here to talk about Amanita Designs Machinarium. Oh, yeah. Which I had never played. This was my first playthrough of Machinarium. Uh, it was released October 2009. Dang. So, yeah, we're looking at a decade-old game here. Wow. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Yeah. And it, from all design sensibilities, it doesn't feel like a decade old, but we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. This is comes to us from Amanita Design, which by the time Machinarium had come out, they'd already released a number of titles. Samorost, uh, Rocket Man, Quest for the Rest, Samorost 2, Quest Not Shy Dwarf, but this is marked as their first full-length full game. Mm-hmm. So it, I clocked in around five hours. Yeah, that's about that's you. that's about what I did too. Probably like I think yeah, I think it was just under five. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet, but mm -hmm. enough to be super satisfying. Yeah, uh, right up at the top. I loved this game, and I'm mad at myself for not playing it sooner. Yeah, this game is amazing. Like it's just a just a cool little fucking puzzle game. Yeah, and. It came out of nowhere, and I remember when it came out, it was making huge splashes. Everyone's like, yo, you gotta play Machinarium. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people were recommending to me, especially because uh, Mist is a big part of my past. I love that kind of puzzle game. And it's very evocative of that style of game. Yeah. But it's more like it's more like a traditional point-and-click adventure game, like your Secret of Monkey Islands or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but the thing that really struck me is that it's... There's no dialogue. There's no words ever spoken. Yeah. In Machinarium. It's all told through visual design and little cartoony word bubbles, which I think is just a wonderful design. Mm -hmm. It looks great. And visually, it reminded me... Did you ever hear of... There's an old children's book series, A Nani Mouse? No. Where this, this author had collected a whole bunch of anonymous poems and things over the years. And... The artistry in that is very... Machinarium reminded me of that. Mm. It's a very, like, grungy, dirty, gross-looking... It's almost... Almost Duckman. Yeah. I think you can you can equate it to. Yeah. It's like... kind of Yeah, it's like they're basically... Everything is made of junk, almost. Yeah, what if Duckman was made of metal junk and yeah. garbage? Yeah. It's... It's great. I I really love the look of this game, mm -hmm. but I think what sticks with me more is the soundtrack and the music. Yeah. There's a couple of key tracks. Uh, I think it's called uh, Glass House with Butterfly. Very reminiscent of Radiohead, uh, Moonshape Pool specifically, mm -hmm. which is shocking because Moonshape pool came out 2016 yeah so i can't help but feel like is did tom york play machinarium <laughs> he he might have I, I well i also think just that soundtrack in general it, it just seems ahead of its a bit ahead of its time like even i mean 2009 it's really not that long ago but it just feels like something that when you listen to it it feels like something that probably came out like now you know like today yeah it just has this feel about it yeah. that's amazing. 
it didn't feel dated in any capacity. I no. was shocked when I found that it's a decade old. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like everything, like the music and the just the art style and the way they set the game up just allows that game to be timeless almost because there's really like, it just it's just a point and click adventure and it's basically done through just actual like art like paint like a drawing or something so mm-hmm. it just allows it to hold up you know so you wouldn't i think if you played it 10 years from now you'd still like have the feeling that it holds up you know because it's just that yeah. style yeah and and it's I'm trying to formulate my thoughts here it reminds me very much of like a tim burton henry selick style of visual and also storytelling mm-hmm. like what if what if Coraline were a silent film you would get yeah. something akin to Machinarium and I suddenly really want a Coraline point and click adventure game now yeah I think that would be incredible <laughs> yeah but also how it the characters throughout it are written in a way because you don't again you don't have anyone's dialogue you just have their actions you're judging each of these characters based off of their actions and what they've done or what you see right Mm -hmm. so you have your main character who's never named he's just this little robot dude and you just start disassembled in a trash heap and you have to assemble yourself yeah. and find your way into the town. <laughs> and so you meet the police bots, you meet... Oh God, I'm trying to remember the sequence of events. You meet the police bots, you get in. Oh, and then you're introduced to the Black Hat Gang. There's these three robots with black hats who are just dicks. Mm-hmm. And they've got their own, like, dumpy, dumbass theme song, which is so good. <laughs> and one of the most memorable tracks in the game. Yeah. And you just... It's a slow roll of how much of a dick these three guys really are. Throughout the entirety of it. Yeah, every character you run into has interacted with this Black Hat gang in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're aware of it. And all they do is sow chaos. Yeah. Everywhere they go. Yeah. I also really like that they're robots, but it still feels like human in a way where it's like because there's just so intricate like so many intricately done characters like at one point you have a a rabbi uh robot you know like it's just religious leaders yeah it's just these weird little huge like and i don't know and it is kind of like a human more human story as well it's like you're broken apart at the beginning and you need to put yourself back together which is basically he lost um, his girlfriend and he's in pieces you know so now it's like put yourself back together and go find her basically and by any means necessary he has to go back and yeah. it's just fucking just such a cool little story and the way that it unfolds is just amazing yeah I, I really really enjoyed that slow roll of this is what they are and eventually mm-hmm. you find out you find out oh there is a girlfriend robot mm-hmm. whose name is Berta apparently if you check the achievements yeah and apparently the main character I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now he does have a name 
His name is Joseph. He's named after Joseph Sepek. I might be pronouncing that incorrectly. Joseph Sepek created the word robot. Hmm. So okay, that's cool. Go. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a neat little neat little reference. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, one of my favorite groups of characters are there's these series of jazz musicians who when mm-hmm. you meet them for the first time they're either missing or their instruments are broken and you have to slowly fix each of their instruments but as you bring them the components to fix their instruments their music track layers in that instrument at a time yeah and it's one of the best tracks in the game but I'm pissed because it's not on the soundtrack yeah I know yeah, I'm surprised they haven't put that on. They didn't put that on the soundtrack. Yeah, it was. That was the moment where I went, oh, yeah, no, that was. It's like this soundtrack is something incredible, and it immediately reminded me of Mirror Mask. Mm-hmm. If you've seen Mirror Mask. Yes. I'm what we were like two of the dozens of people who have seen yeah. literally dozens who have seen Yeah, it. really. I mean, well, yeah, that, I mean, that's a film that not a lot of people have seen, but I think you should. Go watch that fucking movie. <laughs> if you have played Machinarium and you love the visual design and the audio design, watch Mirror Mask. Mm-hmm. It's more of that. Mirror Mask and Machinarium could very well be taking place in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I, I also really love that band. It's just a nice little... It's just a really cool thing. And then you have robots that have pets and stuff like that. And they're looking yeah. for their pets. There's a dude who's... Uh, has like a some kind of like I, I don't know if it was a pet or just his like little toy that is missing a battery and you have to get he yeah, wants the battery it's not really clear what that is <laughs> yeah and it's just like super cute little things that you're doing you're you're really going and just help mostly helping people you know and yeah. <laughs> it's just a really awesome little story and I don't know like just the use of robots just gives it so much fucking character Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got... The the one thing I liked and didn't at the same time was the hint system. Yeah. So at any screen, there's a little thought bubble. If you stand still for long enough or on a screen for long enough, you can hit the little thought bubble, and Joseph's thought bubble pops up, and it says, oh, this is, like, the big picture of what you're trying to accomplish on this screen. If that's not enough for you you can go to this little book in the upper right hand corner and play this hyper annoying key mini game Mm -hmm. where your key scrolling to the right but because the game surfaces no text you have no idea what you're doing to begin with yeah so there's just an up arrow a down arrow and a center button the center button will fire the key i did not realize that for a long time I eventually figured that out and oh okay so it is literally a panel by panel step by step this is everything you need to do to get through this screen, mm-hmm. which I think is helpful. I only had to use it toward the end because there was a goddamn music puzzle, and I hate music oh, puzzles yeah, in that these styles puzzle. of games. Ooh. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's a really good accessible thing. The only other thing is that that book controls much like there's a bank of arcade games. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had to control it like the book by physically clicking on the on-screen button. Yeah, me too. But you don't have to do that. <laughs> no, you can use your keyboard, your arrow keys and space bar. Yeah. 
I really wish the game had surfaced that information <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I was so annoyed with the first little, like, when it's, like, Space Invader. And yes. I was like, I gotta fucking click on these arrows. And then I got annoyed where I'm just like, let me see if it works. And I was like, oh, shit, it works. God, now this yeah. is so easy. Yeah, that's that's my only big criticism. Yeah. No music puzzles. Don't give me tone puzzles. And if I can use the keyboard, let me know I can use a keyboard. Yeah. But I think... I think, like... It just would feel out of place since there's no... None of that in the game at all. Yeah. Like, it would kind of, Since there's, like, really... Like a very short tutorial, which is like, hey, click here, pick your arm up. Oh, now you have your arm or whatever. And it's like, all right, now you're good to go <laughs> kind right. of thing. So I think it maybe they just maybe they just decided it didn't fit in with the world that they were creating and just were like, fuck it. People will figure right. it out because this is kind of a game where it is. It's like you got to figure it out. You know, it's like, hey, click on right. all of this shit or you can click the hint. And it's like, hey, maybe if you do this. So, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was annoying, and it would be cool if they it would have been nice to have something like that. But I think they might have just decided because I'm sure it was a they knew that that would be annoying to people because you'd have to right like you'd have to be like yeah people aren't gonna since this is a point and click game they're gonna think that you have to fucking point and click the whole time you know so yeah (laughs) but you know we both still figured it out so there is that yeah so. Yeah, this was one I game. Guess a minor gripe. Yeah, a little minor gripe. And this is one game where I, I mean, outside of the music thing too, the music, the last music uh, puzzle, I didn't have to use like any hints or anything like that. Really, I was more like just clicking and figuring things out. Like there was a couple times where I hit hint, but it was for the most part. Yeah, it wasn't. It's infuriating, you know. Yeah, it surfaces itself much like Portal in that it's, here's a puzzle, you know roughly what you need to do, and by the time you figure it out, God damn it, I'm an idiot. Yeah. How did I not see that? Yep. Yeah, it's it's a really phenomenal game. I, I highly recommend it. Um, mm-hmm. The last note I have here is jazz band guys are the best guys. <laughs> yes, they are the best they- guys. Man, I'm so bummed that track isn't available anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why maybe they just made an... They just decided that that's just an in-game thing that they didn't want to put into a track. I don't know, but it would be awesome to... To have that. I remember when that first game first came out. I didn't play it when it first came out, but... um, I did... I heard so many good things about the soundtrack that I picked the soundtrack up and I listened to oh, yeah. it like a motherfucker and I loved it then and I still listen to it and love it and it's just it's it's cohesively it's like an album basically like you can listen to it like an album it's one of the best ambient lo-fi albums as mm-hmm. of late that I've run into yeah it's just uh, I'm just oh no go, go ahead. ahead no you can go ahead Oh, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just checking on Steam right now. You can buy Machinarium right now for $10. Or you can buy the soundtrack and the art book separate for $5. Hmm. Or the collector's edition, which is all of them for 12 hmm. 
But that's the first time I've seen a soundtrack and art book separate as a completely separate purchase. Yeah. I like that they did that. Yeah, that's neat. Because if you, because uh, Machinarium is available on like uh, phones and stuff like that and tablets, so maybe they're like, hey, if you already bought it, you don't have to buy it again to get these, you know, if you want yeah. these, which is cool. Um, yeah, I also, with the soundtrack, it's just a cool soundtrack because it's got that like ambient and kind of thing, but they mix the like robotic noises in there like kind of robotic voices sometimes it can be like a little creepy at times and just i don't know it's just a really fucking cool soundtrack yeah it's available on google play music Mm -hmm. and i think it's on pandora i think it's everywhere yeah it's freaking everywhere yeah it should be listen to it it's it's phenomenal yeah. So that was about all I had. I don't know if you want to touch on anything else, maybe story-wise. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, I do want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Toward the end, there's a puzzle in the top of the tower that is the creepiest fucking thing that I've ever seen in an adventure game. When you first enter the dome, and there's that huge-headed guy just chittering oh, in yeah. the middle. It's so unnerving. Yeah. Because he he's a drooling robot that has had massive amounts of mental damage done to him that you have to undo Mm -hmm. but him just chittering in the middle is so unnerving yeah yeah it really is i mean it was yeah when i got up there i was like oh fuck man yeah what What is this this shit but that i mean they do explain to you what it what happened and what it is kind of but um yeah i think like story-wise i just i just really like all the choices that were made i i really like i said earlier i really like the choice of robots to to tell a human story and to just like because it's just i don't know if it it just feels right the way that they play it out and it's just i don't know it's just really it's a really touching story and i like that Mm -hmm. they chose no dialogue and stuff like that because they just just from the look of what's going on you understand how people are feeling or how the robots are feeling and it's just fucking really great but it, but it's also twofold like a couple of those robots the their visual design is designed in a way to where without much experimentation you know exactly what their purpose is in that world mm-hmm. you know what their job is yeah and that's crucial to some puzzle elements yeah but also, like, all of the different visual design and the background information makes you feel like this is a real world. That these robots are actually living out their lives. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the plaza with the temple. Yeah. Because as, as you're striking the different times, the different religions come out and they go to the temple to, to pray and, and do their thing. And that's when you realize, oh, shit. <laughs> These robots have religion. These robots yeah. have a structure. There are police here. There's there's an injured robot over there that just needs medical attention. Like, there's... It goes deep mm-hmm. in that world. And, like, there's an arcade. Why do robots need an arcade? Yeah. It's... it's there's a world going on in Machinarium that I would love to dive back into. But I think it's best that it has only been the one game. Yeah anything deeper and i think you you risk ruining what that game is yeah no i i would agree because you have that little world and it's just the like 
that's there, but there's still a little bit of mystery yeah. behind it. And yeah, I think you need that to make it a little bit more exciting or, or to just think about it and be like, where, what kind of world is this? Like, what is this earth? What happened? Like, is it like Wally, where fucking just earth is now uninhabitable and robots just decided to take over kind of thing and it's just like i like thinking that being able to think all of that and not being told like this is how it happened you know that was my read on the situation was that it was completely like a wally type yeah yeah it kind of looks that way because it's just full of junk and like they've basically built built everything from what looks to be junk that was like left behind and stuff so yeah i i would think it is and then maybe yeah it's just interesting to think about like they created these little robots who are kind of like wally they all have their own separate tasks and jobs and stuff and maybe that's what they're good at or that's what they were created to do but then they kind of evolved into picking up their own personality and stuff like that so it's just yeah. fucking cool yeah i would love to see a complete teardown of that <laughs> social structure what is the world of machinarium yeah. where is this <laughs> It's, it's a beautiful game, and we'll, it won't take you too long to get through. I highly recommend it. If 10 bucks is too much, I've seen it regularly on sale for under 2 So yeah. it's well worth your time if you're into adventure games and good fucking music. Yeah, yeah, I totally recommend picking it up. All right, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? No, I think... We're going to call that a wrap. Yeah, I think it's a wrap. Well, thanks for joining us this month. Did you have anything? You, you sound like you had something. No. 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 I itched, okay. I itched my nose. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks for joining us this month, and we will see you next month when we play another game and we yeah. dissect the shit out of it. Yeah. What are we playing? Tacoma? Tacoma, Tacoma is the next one, unless we have another surprise release. True. As is happening this year. Yes. Yeah, stay tuned for Tacoma, one of my personal favorites. Yeah, I can't wait to play that. I haven't played it yet, so. Sweet. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. (laughs) Yes. We'll see you next time. See ya.